it, recently I was doing some work with, with, with a large organization, but with one, just with one team who, who work uh, pretty close together. And um, as I tend to do in the first session, I, I go in with, a, with a, I suppose a big picture, a general picture of what the work will involve. Mm -hmm. But as usual with the first session, what I did was I worked with everyone who was there and said, I've had conversations with, with your manager. Um, this is the proposal that I've made to come and work with you on these, these things. How does this sit with you? And then what comes out of that conversation is basically the agenda for the, for the whole kind of process, the whole time I'm working with them. And interestingly, so here's a, here's a bunch of people who, you know, they've, they've got excellent people skills, actually, really good people skills. But what's happened is you've got these, is it's a bunch of people that have kind of found that the things that are getting in the way of them feeling satisfied and that they're doing their jobs well and all that stuff is some of, is all people skill related. And I think it's the similar thing that you and I have talked about before with regards to startups about the assumptions that get made. You kind of go into a place and assumptions get made about how you're going to relate to each other, how you're going to speak to each other, how you're going to communicate with each other, who communicates what, when does it get communicated, who knows what. Because the issues that came out of this first session with them um, were team relationships. They wanted to work on that. They wanted to work on their communication. They wanted to work on information sharing. They wanted to work on decision making. And they wanted to work on um, uh, like consistency of work because right. it felt like some people were doing some things one way, other people were doing other things one way. And it didn't feel like a team effort if, like, say, reports were going out or things were going or, you know, liaising with clients was going out and it was done different ways. And I thought, well, this is fascinating because – these are all things that you know were relevant to that earlier conversation that we had about startups. Those are the sorts of things you think you want to kind of set the ball rolling in a good direction so you make sure you set these things up well at the beginning. But here's a bunch of people who weren't at the beginning. They were well into their working relationships. They just it felt like they were just the kind of the general um, potholes that they were falling into. And all they needed to do was spend some time together just having lots of conversations about those five things. So I'm not sure. That, I, I agree. I think I'm not sure that it's, it's relevant just to startups. I think it's about any business, any organization, any group that works together, any team, I suppose. Um, yeah, I and, agree. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, because it's something that is uh, – by the way, we're recording, so I'm just going to keep recording. Yeah, yeah, good. Which is cool. So mind your microphone because I hear it a little bit okay, scuffing yeah. and scuffing and scuffing. Oh. So, but I agree with you because it's something that not a lot of people actively, as far as I can tell in my experience, they actively think about you mm. know, communication within a company. Mm. Um, so th it's not just something that happens on with small businesses, or but it happens pretty much with every business and yeah. um it's um and and i'm specifically using the word communication right because mm. uh what they do talk about is sharing information or um um uh, uh how do you say that it's not not sharing information it's not communicating but just making sure the information gets to somewhere where it needs else, to where it in, needs to be right yeah. By sending an email, 
mm. you know, in in the in the in the monthly newsletter or so. So they put some 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 bit of important information in that, and mm. then they say, well, we communicate. We communicate a lot, actually. Now, what you do is you send a lot of emails. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's not it's not communicating. At best, it's a monologue. But yeah. you know, that's about it. And a, a, a good example, actually, is just um, <laughs> referring to Stupid Harvey here. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who missed it, Stupid Harvey is our uh, default um, uh, middle manager. Our middle manager avatar, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, in our fictitious company where people are doing stupid things. And Stupid Harvey is somebody who is just taking the pinnacle of these kind of things. So in this company... Uh, another reorganization, reshuffling of people from desk to desk, right? So, and this is like... <laughs> for what reason? For what reason is that... Um, it's not particularly clear, actually. Mm, so, bad. but basically it's uh, relocating uh, a, a person within a certain region of uh, client support. So, uh, but if, if you change from region, you have to change from desk. So you have to sit with the people who are in your region. Oh, I see. Okay. Fair okay. enough. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, the theory is, and I shouldn't talk so loud, but the theory is reasonably sound. The execution, as usual, is not. And, um, but what happens is that they are told at which desk they have to sit and um how interesting yeah so it's it's not this is not something that that happens in uh in unison with each other or in in you know they don't talk about it they just get told they're told by a stupid harvey you're going to sit here and another one's told yeah. you're going to sit here okay. i've 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 figured out how and um uh, so that's about it. That's what you have to deal with. Now, that's okay when it's done right. It's mm. not a problem. Okay? We mm. can agree on that. But it's usually, obviously, it's, it's never done properly, so it's always a problem. But then somebody isn't entirely happy with his placing. So he goes to Stupid Harvey, and one-on-one, -on -one, he says, like, for whatever reason, I don't want to sit here. I want to sit there. Mm. And stupid Harvey goes like, okay, that's all right. Uh -huh. uh, without communicating with anybody else or communicating that fact to anybody else. So come Monday morning and the person who was originally assigned to that specific desk mm. moves to that specific desk. And then the other person comes in who was told that he was going to have that specific desk and he wasn't going to have that specific desk. And so that escalated. And that's pretty much where the story ends because, you know, at some point you have to sit down and do your work and with each other and that's it. Mm. But um, so, yeah, that escalated. So you, you have another, a lot of friction, a mm. lot of uh, divide, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, within the team mm -hmm. uh, and all this while there is a major rearrangement of uh, everybody on the floor. 
and so not only I mean if if you count them up, there's like well, three, at least three major uh, fracas, <laughs> a communication fracas, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? In that, mm-hmm. in that, in, in at in, least in, at yeah. least three within that that one reorganization and that's Mm. just one reorganization and it's not even a really big one but it always has consequences and that's what people just don't seem to understand i mean if you don't the things you don't say and things you do say or anything you communicate or don't communicate it has consequences right so you better get it right so it's an interesting thing like from your from 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 your perspective in terms of what you do for uh, your work and from what I do from my work, both of us are interested in, in people thinking bigger. And I, I mean, I think like if you think about the application, broadly the application of, of um, digital social tools and media and ways of being in, in the world, you'd, you'd be interested, I suspect, from what I know of our conversations, in people changing their thinking about it, not just changing some of their habits, but changing their thinking. Because the, the habits change when your thinking changes. And it's the same with me. To get people to change their thinking about how office relationships could function is more important than getting them just, but then just going in and coaching stupid Harvey, look, how about you did this? In other words, there's a thinking that goes along with this sort of ways of communicating. So stupid Harvey decides he's going to communicate with each person on an individual level. Again, it kind of mirrors that chain of command thing, the hierarchy thing. So manager speaks to staff, manager speaks to staff, manager speaks to staff. For me, the thing that would be interesting is to get stupid Harvey over some time to change his thinking and to consider what are the things that really are his job <laughs> and what are the things that could easily be left to people, who, for, to, you know, everybody else who works there. And it's not about a power control thing. But, you know, I was, I was doing some work with another group of people recently and it, it's a major upheaval the team is doubling in size, big changes in the physical, you know, the physical layout of the building. And it didn't surprise me at all that one of the biggest and hottest topics of conversation over the last three months since the building work's been going on is who's going to sit where. Because I've always sat here at my desk because I get to speak to Janet next to me because we co-work on a lot of things. Where am I going to be sitting? Who am I going to be sitting opposite? Is it going to be with someone I know, someone I don't know? Is it going to be, you know? And I said, I said to the... Um, the, the managers who were kind of puzzling over this, I said, you know, there's a huge amount of merit in letting the folks who use the space decide what happens to the space. There will be some parameters that maybe, you know, that room is not allowed to, you know, for the, it's out of bounds or this room has been allocated by, you know, those higher up or whatever. But generally, if, if, you, can, if you can change your thinking and think, what can I, what can I pass to the other people because it's, it, it's more, more relevant to them? And you don't have to give up like all your power or whatever. You can still no, as manager, right. you can still moderate, right? That's, that's I mean, and and right. usually there 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 is a want for moderation too. I mean, uh, just I mean, that's I don't know how many people you're talking about, but if you have uh, well any any number of people, I mean, it's very difficult to have everybody agree on exactly the same thing. Right? That's right. So there's always going to be some discussion, and there's always going to be some disagreement of some point you know and there's always going to be some um, compromise well see this is the thing when you've got a bunch of people that you know have got really good people skills 
that they can work through conflict. They can do that stuff and be dis, you know, disagree without being disagreeable. They can do that stuff. You can kind of trust them to get on with it, really. Yeah. And trust them to solve their conflicts and trust them to make collective decisions. Because at the end of the day, everyone is, is being grown up and mature about it and saying, well, you know, we have to share the space. Let's just find a way to accommodate each other. If you've got some fractiousness, it's a different sort of case. You know, I'm not suggesting that's a recipe that you spread everywhere. But here's a group of people who like each other, who hang lunch together, who hang out, who, who can have you know, disagreements and, and not you know, slag each other off and get personal. So I guess it's around changing the thinking. And it's the same with the communication stuff where we started the conversation about startups. It's about changing your thinking and stopping yourself from just following through with assumptions that you might make. You know? but, but the assumptions, they start already with uh, not even with what it is that you're saying, but what, what your motivation is to share anything or talk about anything. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of these managers assume that if they start sharing information or mm. asking somebody's opinion on something, mm. they weaken their own precision mm. and that's not true actually it's quite the opposite uh, from what I know well I have a story to illustrate that very point so you, you talked about you talked about emails as a form of communication so a manager sends out an email which is communicating uh, a tiny piece of information to the team Tiny in the sense of it's, it's, it's not got major kind of ripples on how the work gets done. But it's important information. And in the email says, what do you think? In other words, inferring that the decision's open for being reversed. Now, this starts one of those ridiculous 1990s-style email conversations where people are just adding things on lists of emails. And most of the people who are not interested anyway, who, would have, who said that's fine to the initial thing from the manager are now getting these endless emails back and forth <laughs> yeah. that escalates into a row when they're actually in the same room together and they're, <laughs> yeah. doing, the, and they're doing this by email. <laughs> and, the, and, and it was interesting because this, this came out in conversation of the people going, and it really annoyed me that I had to see all these emails and I thought, why is this blown all out of proportion? At the, at the end of the day, to illustrate the thing you've just said, is it diminished the, man the manager's standing <coughs> because, of, because of the initial email, sending it out and saying, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And the manager was left feeling less kind of, uh, with less sort of prestige or mana or, or whatever word you might want to give because of the, the sort of the ant's nest that they had stirred up. Yeah, because simply like, the, the like way was of a, communicating. That's right. Like, it was a bit like that's a, bad, that's a bad way of doing this, manager. You've kind of gone down in my estimations. And that's what kind of came out. In the end, it all got repaired. and They had this really useful conversation. But the amount of time and energy it took mm. without thinking about, well, who, you know, why am I sending this email? Who needs to know this? Why do they need to know this? Is it just information? Am I being consultative? And that's why I kind of, at that point, I thought of you. I thought, well, look, here's some people that need a bit of um, coaching on the use of enterprise social networks. Because really, if they were using something that was much more efficient than email, they could have dealt with this in a much better way. I yeah. Or, or even better, they could have, in the same room, said, hey, everyone, <laughs> and had a real-life conversation. You know? Yeah, well, that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. I mean, people just tend to, to uh, use the, uh, the electronic uh, yeah. communication uh, 
tools as a way of sending something out and not having to face a direct mm. question or mm. uh, a direct responsibility mm. um, regarding that mm. particular email. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, because you have to ask the question, so you do it via an email, and then I've I've been guilty of that of the same thing too, right? I mean, you avoid having direct contact with somebody, right? Or you you word the email in a certain fashion where it leaves some room for interpretation, so mm. somebody can respond to it in a certain way, and then you can tell them, yeah, but that's not what I meant. Oh, hang on, hang on, mm -hmm. you're going down the road. No, 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 no. Manager, this is not what this is not happening. This is not going well, you know. And then everything escalates again. And uh, I mean, you can be very deliberate with that. <laughs> I'm not saying that people are, but well, I'm sure they are actually. But um, but and and in a, in a more innocent fashion, it's um, um, it's 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 laziness or uh, whatever it is, and. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's it 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 rarely uh, works out properly, and and I mean, I'm mm. going back to stupid Harvey, where in that particular company where somebody asks a question to somebody about how to proceed or what to do with this specific thing, you know, mm. you ask a specific question mm. and you desire a specific answer in order to move on. And then you get something back, which is like sort of a defensive remark about what it is that you're talking about, but we CC everybody in it. Yes. Right? So yes. at that moment, the communication is over. There's no more communication. It escalates immediately. Yep. Uh, you can't have a free conversation because you, you, you're already compromised because everybody yep. CC'd in with... Yep their response that's you know right. so their response is the is is, is the, the the uh the response that's going to stick with people when they because that's the first thing they read yep you know so their opinion is already <laughs> yeah know, and uh form formatted and uh formulated uh yeah it mm. Mm. yeah and, and nowadays right we add more communication tools yeah so you have the phone you have real world conversation but and then we have email but now we also have our social platform yeah. our enterprise social platform yeah uh, plus probably we also use different uh, uh, mediums as well like SMS or WhatsApp or Facebook chat or Twitter yeah. or whatever yeah I mean we, we, we usually we us two usually communicate via Twitter message direct messaging. Yeah, that's that's basically what we settled on. Yeah, that means that almost all communication that we do goes goes through Twitter. Yeah, that's good because we have a single yeah. point. It doesn't matter which tool you use. If that's you, right. As long as you just use that single one, and it works for you, and you think, oh, this is it. I don't feel any constraints by using this, and I think that's a really good thing. I think that's the problem, I suppose, with. Um, in the age that we're at, where there's there's a lot really in in, in the day to day of a lot of people working people that I meet, they they're, they're kind of not aware of, not kind of they really aren't aware of things like Slack and Yammer and you know, other kind of sharing tools like Dropbox or you know they're just they're just not aware of them, 
because in and then and uh, you know as limited to the folks that I'm exposed to but so they've kind of got email that's it it's email and f- of course you know generally Facebook is not allowed at work and people tend to keep that private mm-hmm. so they communicate if it's going to be not in person it's going to be through email which I think is is a very clunky it's it's got its uses but it's a very clunky way of doing it lots of people who I meet can't see the point of Twitter, so they wouldn't use Twitter direct messages as a thing. They haven't kind of explored that sort of thing. And I think that's by and large the life of most people. Again, it's it's not necessarily a problem. I mean, no. As far as um, communicating one on one, email is fine, right? Absolutely. If I send you an email rather than using Twitter direct Absolutely. messaging, it's fine. If you reply an email, fine. That's okay. Absolutely. It's not a problem. Absolutely. And then when people discovered the CC function uh, in workplaces, that became, re- hey, this is great. I don't have to send 10 emails. I send one. But then its, it's limitations began to be felt. As far as, as if you, as soon as you start uh, uh, collaborating within a group, uh, you know, it, it, it gets messy. Yeah. Even if people try hard and they communicate well, it gets messy. Yeah, it's hard to chase, uh, um, you know, to track. Uh, from a business perspective, it's it's not very useful. Yeah, um, and modern, uh, you know, social platforms are much more uh, useful in, in in that respect. So that that's you know that kind of question we we sort of posed earlier about how, how does communication happen? Who do, who communicates with who, and how often, and what do they communicate about? I think to leap to Email as a way of doing it is probably. I guess what I'm going to suggest is that people meta, they learn to meta communicate. Uh, it's a word I learned some years ago, which I think is really useful. Like, you talk about how you're going to discuss things. You talk about how you're going to talk. So, I mean, if we think about startups, but even the, this group I was just referring to earlier, there needs to be a time where you all kind of say, "Look, there's some clunkiness in the way that we're communicating. We're using email. That's." kind of okay to some extent but I think let's have a time now where we talk about how we're going to communicate so email works for this and this doesn't work for that and that so at this this session I described at the end of it they'd agreed that they were never going to use email as a tool for communication in other words for conversations not a conversational tool mm-hmm. so they worked out what they would use it for and what they wouldn't use it so they were kind of they were having that meta communication thing going on let's talk about how we do this and again that, that comes to the the assumptions that get made because you operate in a way and i operate in a way and everyone's got their own values and we're all very complex human beings when you have a startup and your your attention or even not a startup your attention's focused on the job at hand you sometimes just forget that other people don't communicate the way that you do that people find certain things alienating um that it's frustrating when one person uses one medium and the other person doesn't Case in point, um, you know, I know someone who refuses to text, which you know, in this day and age, just strikes me sometimes as a little, um, a little bit quirky. But you know, when that's one of my favorite ways of communicating, then we need to talk about that doesn't work for me. This works for me. So you know, you're you're, you're together and emails going round, but still, some people are missing bits of information. Okay, you need to stop and check. Have a stop stop and check conversation and say, okay, some bits of information are going missing here. How are we going to deal with this? You know, talk about your communication. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important mm-hmm. to get, just to kind of let some of those assumptions come out in the open. 
rather than people laboring under them. I think in 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 from a personal standpoint, if I just look at the various ways that I communicate with various people, uh, I would not mind having all those people communicating on the same platform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, because they're literally all over the place. I mean, every social, well, not every, but you know, you got WhatsApp, Facebook, email, Twitter. Uh, those are the main things. Uh, Messenger. Uh, mm. Apple Messenger. Um, uh, well, those are the, the kind of the main things, right? But you know, so when I have my workstation open and I am open to communicating with people, including Skype, mm. I, ha- I I have to have six different programs running, yeah. applications yeah. running, yeah, in order to be able to communicate with everybody that I know. And I'm not even talking about saying uh, I still have SMS, uh, texting. Same. And a, a regular phone, you know. So and and that's highly inefficient. Yeah. And yeah. but it's okay because it's personal most of the most yeah. of the time, you know. Or some stuff is being used professional, but it's yeah. it's a mix, you know. Yeah. It it gets used all you know through it, whatever. And uh, uh, but within a company, I mean, I, last time when we discussed it, I I I, I drew it on the whiteboard and it's still there, but. So we had like, if you have two people, you have two lines of communicate, or you have two ways of communicating, communicating, right? Yeah. One way and the other. Yeah. So if you have three people, there are six lines of communication. Mm -hmm. When you have four people, you got twelve lines of communication, and when you have five people, you have twenty lines of communication. Yeah. And if you multiply that. Mm. by the amount of uh, mediums mm. that you have like we just discussed it we have like six different mediums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that would be 120 mm. lines of communication between five people mm-hmm. if that's within a company mm-hmm. you have 120 ways mm-hmm. that things can be uh, can go missing or misunderstood. Yeah, things can go wrong. I wanted to use an expletive, yeah. but I'm, I'm trying yeah. to avoid those. But, uh, you know, there, there's 120 ways that things can go wrong. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. just about communicating. You're not even talking about file storage, collaborating. That's right. That's right. Uh, and all those other things that, that, that come into play with when you, when you have a company and starting a company. And... Um, so it's it's mind blowing, right? If you think yeah. about it, I mean, and and in in any line, mm-hmm. in any of those hundred and twenty lines, mm-hmm. could be something that's important mm-hmm. for everybody to know. That's right. Uh, but it's very difficult to determine that. Usually, as the one giving the information, it's not always uh, apparent. Uh, that it could be important for somebody else. That's right. Or you just don't think about it, or yeah. it just doesn't come up, or whatever. Um, but uh, it could be very important. Absolutely. And it, it's also about making sure that things arrive to information arrives to people in time. You know the relevant information, and I think we also, you know, it's useful to meta communicate because you kind of assume that. Well, you might assume that everyone knows this because I've told some people so I would assume that everyone else knows it 
Or I tell you, I tell you 75% of the story because in my head I've probably worked out on an unconscious level that you probably know the rest or I assume that you'll kind of put two and two together and make the same conclusions I've made but I don't follow through mm-hmm. and I miss you. Mm-hmm. The, other, the other complicating factor, so it's the 20, the 20 lines of communication that you've described with five people. Then you take account of these are 20 complex human beings with different values and different buttons that get pushed by the old word or the phrase or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got more chances of, of, of interference or short circuit happening in one of those lines of communication. If, if even you're observing how two people are communicate, communicating, there may be something unconscious in you that somehow feels sidelined or neglected or hurt or you know all of those human things that come into it. And you haven't even been part of the communication. So it's the observing of the communication. So look how complex all that is, and which kind of just highlights the need to talk about your communication and talk about how are we, just how are we going to do this. It, and, it, it always comes down to awareness, right? For, absolutely. For, for, for the large part. Absolutely. I mean, providing, uh, providing a certain platform or making a certain choice as management or whatever in order to say like, you know, I know we're using all these platforms and we have to, you know, you know but at least within this project, mm. right, or within this team mm. or this department, yeah, you know, you don't have to have something like that that goes over the whole company because sometimes no. it's very difficult, especially when it's a large company, right? Yeah, but yeah, at yeah. least within this team, let's use this platform to communicate. Let's communicate yeah. in this way, yeah. so at least we know mm. what it is that we want, what we are talking about. Mm. Because and that, and that yeah. conversation is 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 um is relevant at any stage of a business, whether it's a startup or it's not a startup. Or, uh, I mean, I'm thinking about a comment Grace made recently in one of my Skypes with her in New Zealand, where she, she was reflecting on something going on. She said, she said, actually, you know, really nothing ever has a beginning, if you think about it in cosmic terms. <laughs> Which I kind of I I, I you know I giggled like you and I thought but it's actually it's so true if you think like you know I think about you know say the first workshop in a series of five or something it's not the beginning of anything that that you know a conversation is not the beginning of anything it's really kind of like punctuation marks in an ongoing continuous line that also never ends so. You can have that conversation about we're going to agree on using this platform and we're going to communicate in this way and we'll share these types of information and these are the people that we get it. It's useful to have that at any stage, I think, in in a team's life or a business's life. Or if 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 only uh, for for the sake of reevaluating the way right. you are communicating, right? I that's mean, right. That's right. And uh, I mean, if you're a startup, you can come up with a, a very specific way to communicate where you can. You know, you can you can do good. I mean, it's you can have this platform, or you can talk about this, or whatever. You can plan yeah. it out, but and then your 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 company triples in size. Yes, and then maybe you have to rethink the way you are communicating because yes. maybe now that we are with sixty people, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't flow as well as that it used to. I mean, yeah. we're finding that blah blah blah. But you don't get that if you don't talk about it, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, if you yeah. don't reevaluate, if you're yeah. not having that active loop going. Yeah. 
then it, it might very well be that when you reach like 120 people uh, or more, and you're then getting, you go like... You're just getting endless emails that are cc Yeah, or, or, you know, and stupid things happening and, and people make mistakes and, and, and yeah. people are doing double work and, you know, and then it, it, it really starts to affect the bottom line of your business. And, um, yeah, that's it's not even difficult to imagine that. I mean... One of the things, one of the things that occurs to me that when there's when you get to that level, say there's 120 people or whatever level, yeah. where you things things are are, are are like the system that you maybe you set up a year ago is breaking down because you know conditions have changed, got more people or whatever. Mm. One of the assumptions I'm just wondering if people hold back from having those conversations is that they feel they're going to offend someone, they're going to upset someone if they say, "Hey, by the way, can you just not CC me all those emails?" You know the assumption that we make about other people to even open such a conversation. To just, I think we just get scared of doing it for absolutely no reason at all, really no good reason at all. And and the longer that you um, that you do that, don't mm. mention it or don't talk about it, the worse it gets. The worse it gets. Yeah. You know, the more difficult it becomes, and uh, at some point it, it it reaches a point where things just break down. Uh, because of that mm. and again as a company you don't want that right i mean That's you right. want to prevent yeah. that so it's much better to periodically review that i mean you're going to have somebody in charge of communication right or somebody in charge of of uh your infrastructure or your it or mm. Uh, mm. whatever somebody has to keep an eye on that mm. and then it's also not very difficult to monitor uh, co uh, conversations and uh, you know communication, mm. and you can pick up on the fact that uh, I mean you're looking at your statistics and you're going like, hmm, we have doubled our workforce, but the way the amount of communication on the platform has gone mm. down, mm. or has not doubled, mm. right? So we have we have now eh, it's, we got a two hundred percent. Uh, employees, but we only have 125% mm. communication. So what happens to the rest of the 75% of communication? There should be more. And then you can check something else. And you can maybe check the uh, the company email, which you still have, of course. And then you can find out that, oh, there's a lot of people communicating there. We don't want that because that's a black hole, uh, an information black hole, right, email. So you don't mm. want people to communicate there. And then you can find that only certain people communicate there for, oh, from a certain department. So there's this department who's communicating solely via email. So nobody else within the company knows exactly what that department is doing because mm -hmm. they keep everything within that department bouncing around in that black hole that's email. Mm -hmm. And and mm -hmm. they even share files that way instead of sharing yeah. them on the, on the local network or on that's the... Right on the social platform where we told them to share the files so everybody can benefit from them, you know. And if you don't keep an eye on those things, yeah, then before you know it, there's like this whole department who's who, who you know, uh, grows their own way of working, which is not in tune with the rest of the company. Mm. And if you let that go for, let that go on for too long, then the change in order to bring them back into the fold, it's mm. going to be, pretty difficult and can be you know, pretty messy.
there's a, there's another thing that sits behind that I think probably when people have they're, they're reluctant to approach others or have the conversation, and this comes back to stupid Harvey is maybe I think we ungenerously attribute intentionality to people like stupid Harvey. In other words, we find ourselves working in systems, mm. which communication systems, which might be breaking down or not as useful, or we find we're missing out or we're not in the loop, mm. and somehow we attribute ungenerously to our middle managers, to, 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 the, to the Harveys of the world, <laughs> that they've set this up intentionally. And I don't think that's the case. I think, I know. you know, so if you think of maybe, maybe the system worked when you had six people and then over two years you've kind of doubled to 12, but you haven't had the conversation about we need to adjust and, you know, we need to find new ways of doing this mm-hmm. or how are we going to do this with 12 people? We've doubled in size. Mm-hmm. And, and we tend to go, well, that's stupid Harvey. So let's take the example of before. Maybe you know, stupid Harvey thought it was best to speak to each person individually about the change of desks, because that's what he did when he had an office of three people, mm-hmm. and it worked. Mm-hmm. But he's never had a, he's never stopped to think, and nobody's ever had the conversation with him. What they've done is just assumed, well, he's just being stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that we kind of we we attribute that we attribute the failings in our in our communication systems as intentional. But I don't think that's fair, actually. You know, I think probably we just find ourselves habituated into patterns. Let's have the awareness to wake up and go, hang on a second. We, we, we used to do this, but it's not working. Yeah, Why yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think even, even saying uh, that they're doing it intentionally is, is, is giving them a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding even. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just, I mean, for somebody to intentionally... Uh, sit up, sit down, down on, on his own, on, behind his desk and goes like, you know, the team is being way too comfortable, mm. right? They're having way too much fun, right? It, it's just, I mean, I know they're working hard. Uh, th- that should be enough to put them off. But mm. they're actually, they're finding strength in in having having a little bit of fun with each other once in a while. Yeah. And uh, that's not that's not good. And mm-hmm. now we're moving from stupid Harvey to evil Harvey, right? That's right, yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, so evil Harvey would sit down and go like, hmm, one way of doing that is rearranging them again for the third yeah. time in a short yeah, period of time. Because <laughs> that always works, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to catch them off guard. Not mm. communicating with them about it at all. So we're just going to tell them. I'm just going to tell them what's going to happen. Mm. And then to disrupt everything perfectly well, I'm going to allow or promise a certain position to somebody else um, uh, without anybody else. And I'm going to pick somebody who mm. I know is going to make one hell of a point about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And here's the kicker. I'm not going to be in on Monday. Yeah, I won't deal with the fallout. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to be there. So I'm going to lead the team leader or whoever going to be in charge. It's not me. Deal with that. Yeah. Knowing you're, that it's not going to be dealt with. You're absolutely right. All of that stuff is, is to give them credit for having that sort of train of thought. And I don't believe, I mean, I think if we begin to ascribe intentionality or evil to managers then we're we're down a really dangerous area really well I, uh, if 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 you do things like that you you can only and it would if it would be intentional you could only conclude that it's with ill intent 
exactly. exactly. Right? Because anybody who has your best interest at heart would not go around and be doing that intentionally because but, he would know that it would only hurt. Absolutely. This is my point. I think we need to be careful of ascribing that sort of stuff to managers because I don't believe that. Okay. One of the things I've noticed, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, it's not a massive tide, but there's some slight ripples I see every so often around managers as sociopaths, managers as psychopaths. <laughs> and we want to, we want to, just having them in one sentence is just, we funny. want, we want to attribute evil to these people. And I think we need to be careful. I think the change of thinking also comes from us. Like we change our thinking and give the benefit of the doubt. Cause I don't think people intentionally set out to, to, you know, create ill will. It's a However, way. There oh, are some. I sorry. will not deny that. And I was part of, you know, I was, I will admit I was part of that. And I wrote an of article. Of course there are. Five years ago. You know, there are people who do set out, to, who are incredibly narcissistic or who, you know, they, they have their own interests and nobody else is at heart. I know those people exist. Yeah, but we generalize anyway. Right? We generalize anyway. I think we just need to be careful that when these glitches go on, that somebody has set out for this to happen. But if we remember, you know, let's give benefit of the doubt. Everyone's flawed. And we're all complex humans. These things happen. I think it's only also a way of avoiding any responsibility. Because if, yeah. you, if, you would, if you would go around and saying, like, I mean, he just does it on purpose. You know, that way you don't have to take any responsibility because he does it on purpose. I mean, it's intentional. It's planned that way. Mm. So... If he were too stupid to realize what, what it is that he's doing, mm -hmm. then maybe you could have the audacity to take it upon yourself and try and educate. Yeah. And, but if it's intentional, then you can't educate, mm. right? Because then they already know what it is that you know what it is that he's doing is intentional so he's yeah, already clever right. enough so, so there's no yeah. education there's only criticizing there's only conflict and we don't want any conflict so that's the thing though isn't it we don't want conflict yeah, we don't the, really we don't really decide we don't really have those conversations at work so how are we going to do how or you know think of a startup so when we when we hit a speed bump how are we going to deal with that how are we going to resolve conflicts it sounds a bit fruity, I know, but it's it's you you know you do hear of those couples where that every so often they'll you know get a bottle of wine and say so how are we doing, you know how are things between you and me? It sounds a bit again it does it sounds a bit fruity, but I know people do it. Yeah, I yeah. too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I do it, and I think it's a really important thing. If you if you can't talk about what's going on between you then there's going to be a whole load of stuff that just gets unaddressed and assumptions will build and they'll snowball. Or and explode, then, we, and then, yeah. we be, then we begin to attribute evil or bad intention on other people. It's that whole thing of <laughs> yeah, exactly. symmetric insight. You know? Yeah, because you, you, you keep thinking about it too, right? And you keep yeah. speculating because you don't have all the, all the information that you, yeah. you'd have if you just talk about it That's from right. the get-go. So, so you start thinking about it. Uh, coming up with theories and all those yeah. kind of things, yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think it, when when you turn it back to um, uh, being either stupid or evil, mm. and <laughs> we now have effectively <laughs> given managers the choice <laughs> to, to rule over <laughs> us completely and utterly. No, no, no. We've, we've given them the choice. Either either you're stupid or you're evil. So there you go. 
you you can pick. But uh, no, but if you if you would just so like with Harvey, if, if you just accept the fact that he just doesn't know any better. I mean, he doesn't do That's it intentionally. He doesn't do it on purpose. It, it just happens. He just doesn't see it, right? And he knows things are not 100%. He knows things are not on the up and up, but he has no way of dealing with it. He doesn't know how to fix it. That's right. And so he just keeps doing what he's doing and tries to please those that he thinks he needs to please, you know, worry mostly about what comes from above uh, because, you know, that's what you should be worrying about as manager. And uh, and then just keep pushing the shit down. And, you know, he doesn't know how to change. That's right. It reminds me of that thing that you might have seen, you know, none of us have a fucking clue. We're all just winging it. Yeah. It's true. Even they're winging it. You know, I'm just, as you were speaking, I was going in my head, yep, 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 yep. And then I started to imagine some of the managers I've worked with in one-to-ones. You know, when the door's closed and they can be a bit more open about mm-hmm. some of their, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of them sit there and they put their heads in their hands and they go, I, I don't know what to do, uh, or I'm lost, or I feel stuck, or I feel I'm at the edge of my, my abilities, or, you know, whatever words that they would they would use. And they want to know how to do things differently. You know, I don't think I've ever met a single manager. I know they're out there, but I don't think I've ever met one who said, well, they're all screwed. It's, um, it's their fault. I'm fine. How can, I, how can you help me get them to change? They, they've all kind of got to a bit really, really early going, look, I just, I, I realize I'm doing something that's causing a bit of a, a mess and I don't know what to do about it. Which I think is, I think is admirable. I think that's yeah, absolutely. You know, that for me is like it's a bit like well, you know, the door is open in terms of being a leader. But 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 think think about what it takes for people to reach that point, right? I mean, first sure. of all, you need to have have probably for a, a longer period of time where things go wrong, uh, where there is actually a problem, because you don't come in uh, as a prevention most of the time, right? You yeah. come in as a cure <laughs> yeah right yeah. but it's yeah. true i mean i mean people don't because that's when they start looking for solutions in order to deal with the problem and then they come across you and you know i mean uh, i think it's a good idea to have have somebody like you anyway as a as as a preventive measure in a mm. company right um so there's a problem it's going on for a while they're looking for a solution. They finally find somebody to come and, and talk. And then it takes some time for them to open up and to realize what it is that they, what, what's, what's happening, what's going on. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so if, if you take a look at all these things that need to happen up until the point where the manager or anybody else for that matter goes like, I know there's something happening, but I just can't put my finger on it. Can you help me out with this? Mm. And... If you can create a culture within a company where you don't have to go, go through all that, all that pain and misery for such a long time in order to reach that specific point, yeah, yeah. You know, where a manager just goes like, hang on, I don't know how to deal with this problem that we're having right now. Mm-hmm. I need to have a talk with those involved in order mm-hmm. to solve this problem. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of just winging it and yeah. making a decision, not knowing what the consequences are going to be, but just well, you figure it out later, and then you know you, you move on because oh man, how many times at work and how many people just go through it and just oh, no. stay with it and mm. and just you know keep going and and despite of their desk is a mess it it's in the wrong place uh, air conditioning doesn't really work their chair sucks it's just not comfortable i mean at the end of the day their back hurts mm. um they got a problem with the guy sitting right over there and no they don't like emails and oh they hate it when they get cc'd and everything and mm. oh and it's the yeah, the social platform is fine, but the way the storage is working with the files, it just doesn't work. And all these kind of things. And just how long everybody is just dealing with all that crap day in, day out, just because you don't communicate. Mm. It's. I think if you would pile everything up, you get a, quite a big pile. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, yes, you're right, and I think I think it also would be a big pile of of lots of things that if you, if you deal with it one bit at a time is manageable. When you look at the big pile, then it looks then it looks overwhelming, and then it's hard to know where to start. But if you sort of you know you 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 deal with you deal with 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 manageable things one step at a time, I think you can kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's just when you step back and you go, I can't deal with all of it. Of course, you can't deal with all of it. That, that's true, but you can do. You can start somewhere and just start dealing with some of it. Well, the, the, pick that, away at it. exactly, and that that's why you. Uh, I mean, it's it's with every problem, and and I I mean, we wrote some. Um, we make we take notes in Evernote, and I never check Evernote when we're actually talking. <laughs> but um, oh, it says communication is important. Duh. Mm. Uh, but businesses are like marriage. Yeah, that's the one. So yeah, it's it. But it is right. I mean, a, a marriage is simply a relationship that lasts hopefully for a long time, and mm. where you can deal with shit that most people won't be able to deal with in a one-to-one relationship. Mm. Um, but basically, when you're at work, you're there for a longer period of time, right? Mm. Years, mm. if not, you know, well, it used to be decades. And so stuff needs to be solved. You can't just let it hang and you need to talk about it. and if you don't it festers and mm. it it takes a special kind of person i think to uh let everything just slide off and don't care about anything and just at the end of the day go home and you know uh shrug, shrug what, what do you do with your shoulders you shrug, shrug, them. shrug your shoulders yeah and and go home and have a beer and and watch television and when when the wife asks uh, how was your day, eh, you know, uh, I I wouldn't be wanting to be that numb uh, to, to start with, but well exactly, and that's why I think you and I are really in favor of workplaces just being places that are more oriented to human beings you know if you if you would you sit through a movie for eight hours and then just kind of at the end of it shrug your shoulders and be bored you, you'd turn it off yeah you walk away you'd walk away you'd you'd avoid it and i mean i use the analogy between a, you know a good movie and and a, and a meeting people to, one of the things you know comes up we hate meetings they're not effective we don't do this we we end up going around so the usual complaints about meetings they take up too much time you know there <laughs> 
And I use an analogy between a, a, a meeting, a team meeting or a work meeting, and a, a movie. He said, you know, you, we look forward to a good movie. We, we in, at the end of it, we feel satisfied because we've been through a little roller coaster of our own emotions because we got so involved in it. What, what is a good movie? A good movie has got good drama. Good, good drama is about human beings resolving things together, confronting their differences of opinion and finding a way to resolve it. You know, if you're Terminator, then you find a way that you wouldn't do at work. But basically, we like good drama. Humans like drama. We thrive on it. That's how we learn through drama and observing drama. Team meetings tend, tend not to contain any drama whatsoever. In other words, they tend to be somebody saying some things that other people maybe should know. And a lot of people switching off because it doesn't, quote, pertain to them. Yeah. For me, I say it seems bizarre that you spend most of your life, more of your life in a, in a, in a workplace and doing things like meetings than you do watching movies. And the one thing that you should get excited about is a team meeting because it's the one place where you can have some kind of drama that actually affects an aspect of your own life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why why don't we use team meetings to resolve conflict? Why don't we use team meetings to have really, you know, strong conversations where we're making decisions and presenting different points of view and you know, why do we not do that at team meetings? We've made these assumptions about how we're supposed to communicate at work. So if we're actually being more human in work, we're going to have team meetings that we look forward to because mm. I've got something that's burning and I can kick it around with my colleagues and some of them will like my point of view and some of them won't, but I'll get to have it worked out on the floor and all that sort of stuff. And there was only ever one workplace I worked at where I used to actively look forward to every team meeting. Yeah. It was a joy. And not every time, they weren't always happy occasions, but it was a joy to be there because I knew that I was speaking, I could speak up and openly and honestly, and that the responses I got were open and honest responses. I didn't think people were hiding things from me. And that went for everybody else. People knew that you could speak up. That's just silly, John. That does not happen in the real world. You were just, <laughs> you, were, you were just dreaming or something. It was a six-year-long dream, yes. A six-year-long dream. You know, one of the things I, I, I realized I was, you know, you, before I left and you kind of going through your head what, you know, what you'll miss, one of the things I realized I was going to miss was the team meetings. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine mm. that. Then. It was an incredible place. And, you know, we need to bring more of that kind of hum, real human communication into the workplace, not formalized, not that kind of formalized communication that goes on too much. That's well, we, 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 again, you're taking the, the analog out of the digital, right? You're taking the humanity out of the process. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're dealing with the agenda instead. And, and actually, your, your team meeting uh, should be a soap opera. It, it, it should be something That's that, that specifically when, when you walk in and, well, you know, you don't exactly know what's going to happen. <laughs> Or, you know, something's going to happen at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, maybe there's an agenda, but, you know, you're not sure if everybody would stick to it or whatever. It would be a lot more fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you could see, that's the thing. We had agendas. We had work we had to get through. We had decisions that need made. But it was just how we did it. I'm going to read this little thing I read to you earlier from Richard, Richard Martin. Mm. Um, he's, he, he, this quote from... Um, Charles Handy's The Age of Unreason. Technology is in itself is neutral. We can use it to enrich our lives or let them lose all meaning. 
And for technology, I'll include things like team meetings because that's a, a technology that we apply in the workplace. It's a kind of a structure. Mm -hmm. And then Richard goes on to say, um, these are his words, those who reject, quote, soft skills or the humanity that you and I talk about, in effect, reject their own humanity and embark on the second of Handy's paths that lose all meaning. Mm. Cyborgs in the making. Mm. And I think that's so true. If you don't have the soap opera in your team meetings, that's a beautiful way of putting it, then it's a, it's a, it's a dry human, you know, devoid of humanity and, mm. you know, yeah. Mm. Maybe I'm living in a dream world. <laughs> Maybe it was just a dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is pretty rare. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, I mean, people always will have, or I think always have their own agendas. Uh, if you allow um, uh, interdepartmental politics to play part, then you'll always have that. If your culture doesn't support it, uh, then you can never have an open and honest relationship with the people that you spend so much time with uh, in your life. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, you spend more time awake with your colleagues than you do with your partner, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, for a lot of people, they spend more time with their colleagues than they spend with their kids. And if, if you add that up, I mean, it's so important to have some joy, right? I mean... Uh, anyway. Well, if you were if you were going into there's a startup and they've asked you to go and do a bit of consulting, what would be your kind of what would be your starting point? Do you think in in doing doing some consulting with bearing in mind everything we've just been talking about? Um, uh, depending on on who you're talking to, right? But uh, I would try and make that point mm -hmm. where. The company culture is not just about what's facing the client, yeah. uh, or or just about facing the client and and about the product that you deliver and all those kind of things, mm -hmm. uh, because your engine needs to be running perfectly if yeah. you want to uh, have a good finish. Yeah, um, you can't have one without the other. Short term, yeah. sure, it happens. I mean, yeah. you can you can boom and you can bang, and sometimes you're lucky. Uh, but everything needs to work perfectly in order to deliver perfect. Mm -hmm. And um, I think communicating um, is an integral part of that. And it's about creating a uh, environment where you can do that where you're allowed to do that mm. um, where it's even expected of you to do that um, more than and then indeed talking about which tool you're going to use I mean those are secondary yeah. Yeah. Uh, conversations right that's that's just logistics it's about the attitude of the people and the feeling that you have between people. Mm. Um, and again, whether it's a small company, a startup, or a bigger company, doesn't really matter. Mm. Um, even if you are within a company and you're starting a project with people that you don't know, uh, which happens a lot. Um, to me, it happened a lot. 
you need to, to you be, person to you personally. Yeah, when I was in working yeah. IT, I mean, every time you get a new assignment, you move to a new company, mm-hmm. and you meet, you start working with new people. I mean, very rarely you work with the same person twice, mm-hmm. and uh, so you always have to have you have to create this rapport with everybody, and um, very difficult to obviously because you have to adapt to their culture. Uh, but you have to be open and, and honest and, and be able to, to get the conversation going in a way that might not be apparent to the people that you work with. Um, so as a I consultant, think, I think, yeah. I think that last one, you're absolutely right. You know, when you said just at the beginning there, it's not, your culture is not just about the, the outward facing customer stuff that you do. It's got to be internal. That that bit just is missed so much. I was I've also mm. been involved in com- many conversations in in early phases of of you know some sort of enterprise and 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 I've realised a little way in I needed to back out because that little I, I wondered if I was becoming a little bit like a broken record when I kept asking for those conversations to be had and they were just ignored because of the excitement about the the enterprise and what the offering was. Mm-hmm. The service or the product or the there was there was there was there was just a a blind spot around the internal right and and it it concerned me and and I thought that things were not headed in the right direction I mean mm-hmm. if you can't do it yourself, then you shouldn't be doing it with others basically mm. yeah i I guess that's probably more prevalent than I'd like to think hmm. Because of the excitement about the new, the startup, about the thing that you, the idea, you get excited about your idea and you forget that. Of course you do. You know? I mean, that happens all the time. There, there are like a billion things you don't think about because there are a billion things you have to think about. Um, maybe a little bit less than a billion, but, you know, there's always a couple of things. I mean, time, right? Time is like the, 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 the the most important thing that you have, especially when 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 you're a startup, for you can't say no. For instance, you you mm. you don't have the luxury to say, "Ah, oh, you hang on, we don't have time for that right now." So you have to wait. Mm. Uh, you don't have that luxury. So you're basically working very hard all the time, and mm. um, so it's very difficult to say, "Look, we're gonna take time now." Mm-hmm. To make sure that we can communicate with each other, that we mm. have this—that things know, haven't been building up. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if only—I mean, I'm not even like saying that you need to like what you said earlier. Like, it's not about taking time, setting time aside to have a conversation about how are you doing, mm-hmm. but having a conversation about communication, right? Yes. About communicating. Yes, and uh, it's more about uh, people. I, I mean, we, we we've been doing this for a while now, but are we communicating in a way that everybody's comfortable with? Yeah, can you say what it is that you want to say? Um, uh, are there things that you miss that you should know, or do you feel mm-hmm. that uh, you know whatever those kind of things? Mm-hmm. And I I I'm betting that not not a lot of not a lot of companies do that. No, you're right. I, I, one, one rule of thumb I tend to share with people is around, around meetings, that we just 
we, we kind of have them because we've always had them in workplaces and we do them and, you know, again, it leads to that, that boredom or the people don't express themselves or they're not, you know, having the conversations that need to get had. And um, I still use this and I still find it so effective. You know, there's, I, was, I was told years ago there's only five reasons you should ever have a meeting. If you're not meeting one of these five, you shouldn't be having the meeting, even if it's your regu regularly scheduled meeting. Stop it and go back to work. Mm -hmm. And the five reasons are information sharing, when the information needs to be processed as a group, not just because there's some information that you can just share with an email, but that's mm -hmm. literally sharing this information. But when the group needs to process it together, you have information sharing meetings, you have innovation meetings but where you might do an activity like brainstorming, but you need the collective wisdom of, of everyone there to come up with a, an, an innovation, a new solution. Uh, team building, developing your, you know, working on your relationships. Number four is um, problem solving, which is kind of related to the innovating thing. And number five is... Oh, number five always escapes me. <laughs> Doesn't it always? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got it here. I was just sharing it the other day. Team building, problem solving, ah, conflict resolution. Oh, yeah. Innovation and information sharing. And those but are the only five reasons you should have a meeting. And yeah, but it's funny that you mentioned those because if, if I hear those five points, mm. I... Don't hear meeting. Yeah. You know, what right. I hear is you're resolving a conflict. Yeah. What I hear is you're having a, a, a team building exercise. Yeah. yeah. What I'm hearing, you have a brainstorm session. Yeah. Uh, what I'm hearing, you're um, sharing information uh, mm. with uh, and you want some input. The one thing I don't hear is that you have a meeting, you know. Uh, but what's the purpose? That's what I mean is questioning the purpose of a meeting. Well, exactly. Because when you put it like that, that means that any meeting that we have yeah. in, the, in the classical sense yeah. usually don't meet those criteria. I mean, maybe there's an agenda point where yeah. one of those things might come up at some point. I mean, oh, I've got some information that I need to share, blah, 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 blah. And that's more often than not, that's it, information sharing. And exactly, because I don't want your input. I'm just informing right. you of that's something right. that's been decided or something that's right that that's you right. could have done via an email yeah um if you do a conflict resolution you get uh the parties involved you get them together and then you work it out you don't mm. do that in a meeting mm. right uh mm. when you have a brainstorm session or something innovative mm. uh, you don't do it in a meeting because mm. that's not what a meeting is for so you organize an innovative brainstorm session. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you have those five criteria, which basically mean these five criteria is what you use when you actually communicate with somebody else, mm. you don't have meetings. Yeah. Period. You have, you, you have something, that, something that might be useful. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. But it's just really... To help you do your work. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's redefining uh, work or meetings in a, in a more general sense, right? I mean, the meetings where you sit with your notebook mm -hmm. and you just, you're sitting there for an hour and everybody's just yapping, 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 yapping. Oh, that's interesting. Yapping, 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 yapping. Oh, yeah, I got, yeah, 
you know, yeah, I got something. Yeah, okay. Well, I just wanted to share that I've been doing some this and that, and that's the, what I've done. And mm. yeah, okay, okay, thank you. Mm. And another hour spent. Yeah. Right? And <sighs> it's completely useless. I mean, you can send an email, you know, or better yet, have a social platform or of some kind have a social platform where the progress of what your work is you know mm-hmm. you can actually visualize it so any mm. manager or anybody else within the company who has an interest in you and what you do can just go online open a web browser go and have a look see what it is that you're working on and mm. what state it is in and be done with it and then if he has a question or she has a question she can come over and ask yeah. a question yeah yeah Really, it, uh, that thing about the, the meetings is about making them purposeful. Like it, I, I actually tried this. For, at the time I learned this, I was a manager of a small uh, charity. And, uh, and I became more mindful about the meetings that we had all scheduled and that we call, that, or that one of us might call together. And I became more mindful of you know, meeting one or more of those five purposes. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, meetings just felt less onerous. They felt more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you have much more of a purpose. And and if it felt like we weren't going to meet one or more of those purposes, I would suggest that we just called it off. And it was fine because it wasn't as if there was anything that needed solving or needed brainstorming or needed result. You know, it, it was it was a good it was a good experiment. Mm-hmm. I stand I stand by that. Yeah. Well, on that note. Mm. We've, Is it time uh, to sign off? We've gone way past our one hour mark. Have we? We have. Oh, we're a couple of gas bags, aren't we? We are. We're horrible. <laughs> don't don't ask us for a conference because we will be very hard pressed to stay within our allotted time. Well, the uh, thing is, it, if we if we mm-hmm. if we were invited to have a have a conversation on a stage, we would have a moderator who would wave a red flag at us and say you've got one minute left so that might make it a bit easier actually mm, invite us true. invite us to your conference and we'll sit on stage and have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> about any topic you want yeah, yeah, yeah. as long like as those, it's like, uh... like those improv artists yeah. yeah well sure you know you get some input from the audience and then you know it's not difficult to have a conversation that's right it's something that we should do more that people should do more. People should do more. Less less assumptions and and uh, procrastination and just have a conversation with somebody. That's right. And communicate. Just That's talk. Right. That's right. Right. Okay then. Okay then. That's farewell from me then. Until next time. Until next time. Um, if you do find your way to our website or anywhere else, please subscribe, follow us, stalk us. Anything. And uh, yeah, until next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.